Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Welcome to another episode of Money Vision U. Today, we got a special guest with us. We have Samantha Sloan. She is uh, on the podcast, going to help us out and uh, help us learn about retirement accounts. So Sam, uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. I know both you know, Stuart and I are super passionate about educating young people about finances. And so I was really honored to, to be asked to be on here. Yeah, awesome. Go ahead and uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background on just who you are and really what you're doing currently. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to college here in Texas uh, for kinesiology, which if you don't know what that means, it's study of how the body moves. So a lot of anatomy, really passionate uh, about fitness and health and uh, still have that passion. But when I graduated college, there just wasn't much in that field that um, I could kind of climb the ladder. And so I wanted something a little bit more entrepreneurial. I love, um, you know, the aspect of building my own business and kind of being my own boss, essentially. And so I uh, went into the business world at a marketing firm for about a year um, in Houston, Texas, and loved it, loved working with people, loved um, just kind of that direct face-to-face marketing aspect of what I was doing. But uh, because of the pandemic, there was no more face-to-face interaction with that. And so, um, yeah, since that kind of uh, wasn't able to continue doing that, I was actually uh, told about 49 Financial, a firm here in Austin, Texas. Um, by one of my best friends from college. And um, she just told me about the greater impact that we were making and that finances, you know, affects every single person on the planet. Um, And truly, you know, the Bible talks about finances more than anything else. And so I knew it was something that I could be a part of that I could uh, help a lot of people. And so joined the team at 49 after getting all of my um, securities licenses and and being able to sell securities, but uh, that took about four months. So then joined the team and uh, now I've been able to help a lot of people with retirement planning and um, vast majority of, of other things, but definitely retirement planning being one of the bigger ones. So okay, awesome, yeah, that's funny. Started as kinesiology, or I guess you got your major in kinesiology, and complete curveball. And, and what's funny oh, is yeah. I had my major in kinesiology, and uh, yeah, well, I guess I used it for a little bit because I was a teacher and whatnot, and taught that stuff in high school, but, uh, yeah, took the curveball. Well, I'm an insurance agent now, so it's not really using <laughs> kinesiology, but we you know, like to talk, uh, finances. So maybe there's something. Yeah. Kinesiology. So you're with 49 financial. Yeah. So, uh, our firm specifically is very comprehensive in nature. So, uh, we do anything in the insurance space, life insurance, uh, but also the investment space, just kind of helping people, uh, navigate all the complexities of that. Um, and then even more so in tax mitigation strategies um, with, you know, tax laws changing uh, soon with the new administration. Uh, we've just been help, helping a lot of people with their estate planning um, and kind of even college fund saving for when their kids get to that age. And so, um, yeah, pretty holistic 
in nature, but as an advisor, um, I talk to people all day and get to know them and what's important to them and devise this, this plan um, that will help them reach their goals, um, whether they're you know nearing retirement or that's further and down the line. Uh, we're able to just give a lot of clarity and education um, and ask questions and just get people thinking because a lot of people don't even know what options are out there. And so, um, yeah. yeah, able to help a lot of people in that way. So you're, yeah, so you basically help manage people's money and really help them build their wealth for when they retire. So by the time they retire, they never have to worry about working is kind of the, the premise. Yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I was just gonna say our definition of retirement is being able to have the financial freedom to do what you want with who you want to uh, do anything with. So people you care about most. Awesome. No, that's, that's great. The reason I wanted you to come on this podcast was to talk about the different retirement account avenues that there are available to people because I know a high schooler, a college student, young adults, we can hear 401k. You should invest in a 401k or an IRA or a Roth IRA. And a lot of people, like we just have no idea what that is because we're never taught that. And so I want you to kind of be a, our financial professor here and teach us a little bit about those different avenues. And I guess let's just start with a 401k. I'll just kind of throw some questions at you. What is a 401k? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times those are employer sponsored plans. Um, and so there will be whoever you're employed by, you know, this retirement account option for you to have. And usually are the best options because of any sort of match program that they offer. Um, and so they have like a 3% match. You definitely want to do that and, and max out those contributions. But that would be um, taking out of your salary. So you don't even see that money. Um, so it's always a good idea because then you're not even tempted, you know, to spend it or to not save because it's already taken out of your check. And so uh, really, you know, with a plain 401k, that would be uh, pre-tax dollars. And so when you withdraw them later in retirement, you'd have to pay taxes on them then. But if you were to get a Roth 401k, which a lot of people don't know um, is a thing, that would be post-tax dollars. So um, they would grow tax uh, free. And then when you'd withdraw them, wouldn't have to pay taxes on them because you would already okay. pay taxes on them. Okay. Okay. Let me ask a lot of questions there. There's definitely a lot to unpack there. So first of all, pre, so 401k, it has to come from your employer, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I hear, you know, teachers, you know, they make, call it, let's just say someone makes a thousand dollars a week and let's say 5% of that is employer sponsored or whatever you would call it. And that would be distributed to your 401k account, correct? Mm -hmm. Before you ever see that money. So, so what, 5% of $1,000 is $50. So $50 is being um, withdrawn from your paycheck. That's why they call it pre-tax because you never see it. And it is going into right. a retirement account. And you said, and, and then you mentioned match, uh, p employers will match. Tell us what that means. Yeah. So uh, because people, you know, want need to be incentivized to save for retirement, um, employers will, whatever you put in there, they will match that at 3% so that it will grow even more so that you're investing with them and not someone else, if that makes sense. Okay. So 
match at 3%. So let's say someone, you put 3% of your paycheck in, they will match that. So you put 30 in on your own and they put 30 extra in. It's kind of, if someone's making a thousand dollars a week. So that is the premise of kind of the 401k, but you are taxed when you pull out for retirement. So when can you, what is defined as retirement age and when you can start pulling money out of your 401k? Yeah. So um, they call it kind of your, your financial birthday, but 59 and a half um, is when you're able to move funds around in that and take, and would take withdrawals. Okay. Perfect. I'm not going to get too deep into pros and cons here, but I, I know that a lot of people consider that a con and I guess I'll let you describe why, why do people consider that a con versus paying the taxes on the front end? Like you said, with a Roth. It kind of depends on your tax bracket when you're starting out versus when you're you know, retiring. And so most people envision themselves to be in a higher tax bracket at retirement because they've accumulated a lot more wealth. Mm-hmm. So growing your funds in a tax-free vehicle makes more sense. That way, when you're in a higher tax bracket, the older you are, you pull out the funds tax-free. and But you've already paid them at the beginning when you were in a lower tax bracket. So it's just kind of a, a timing of life thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically your, your taxes would be less on the front end if you're paying them now, because you have, you're making less ultimately. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And like you said, it, uh, the 401k where it helps a lot of people is really the discipline side of things because you say you want to invest in real estate, you make a thousand dollars a week. You have to specifically save some money and build up a fund, a pool of money so you can invest. 401k, you never even see it. It takes it before you even see it. And so that's where it helps a lot of people. So yeah, if you're a spender, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, if you're a spender, then 401k, great. It helps you because you're saving money and you don't have like, the your employer's almost doing it for you. Okay, so that's awesome. That's a 401k. And then you mentioned Roth 401k. I haven't heard of that. Tell me, Tell me about that. What does that mean? Yeah. So Roth simply means that you pay taxes uh, before you contribute to it. That way later in life, like I said, it would, you would be able to withdraw them tax-free. So it's the same as a Roth IRA versus traditional IRA as a Roth 401k, traditional 401k. Okay. So your employer, since it's a 401k, you're, I didn't even know people could choose to make it a Roth 401k versus I guess you would call it traditional 401k. So you right. can, for, I guess, maybe it depends, depends on, on the employer. It depends on the employer, but that could be an option for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I have not heard of that. That is that I've never had an employer that does that. So <laughs> 401k has not been an option for me. Um, so it's never, you know, it's never been an avenue available to me. I do have a Roth IRA. Uh, so I am, I do have some, some money in that. And uh, you mentioned traditional IRA versus Roth IRA. So now we've talked about 401k and sorry for all the different acronyms, but hopefully people that are listening, they can start to understand the, uh, as we, and we'll talk about this plenty on the podcast and pros and cons of these and things like that, because they're such big topics and need need to know what they're investing in. Um, But uh, 401k is an employer plan. Now tell us about what an IRA is, Roth IRA, uh, you know, go into the details there. Yeah, for sure. So 
last thing kind of to mention about 401ks and traditional IRAs is because they are pre-tax, because you're contributing to them without paying taxes on them, you can actually deduct them from your taxes. So it's a payroll deduction. So say I had a 401k right now, I, you're saying I can deduct it for my 2021 tax returns? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not talking about Up when you're 59 and a half. We're talking about this year's tax right. returns. Okay. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. So always good to have tax deductions. That just means more money in your pocket and less money in the government's pocket. So exactly. Uh, I'm personally a fan of that. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the Roth IRA and traditional IRA. Yeah. Yeah. So on that same note, uh, first of all, IRAs, individual retirement account. Um, and, you know, with the traditional, you can get that 6,000 is the max uh, contribution, which means that you can deduct 6,000 from your um, taxes, right? And uh, lowers your taxable income today, which is what Stuart was just saying. So that's the main, that's really the main difference between Roth and traditional, just kind of depends on how much you're making. So typically, you know, young people are starting out making 50,000, 70,000 a year. Uh, Roth is a good option, right? It is a good way to pay into a retirement account, you know, paying taxes now. And then when you withdraw it, it gets tax-free, but there are limits. So you can only contribute $6,000 a year. Um, So if you're making more than that, you know, there's actually a limit there too. You can only um, contribute to a Roth IRA or an IRA if you make less than 140,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of just restrictions on who can and um, kind of the reason why. Yeah. Okay. So you can only put in up to 6,000 per year is one thing with Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. And if you're making more than $140,000, you can no longer deposit into a for, into a Roth IRA. And that's even yeah, if you or an IRA. Are, okay, even and that's it. Yeah, I should just start saying IRA, I guess. And so that's even if you've already started to build up a pool of money in your IRA. So you become 40 years old in the future and you start to make $150,000. Well, that's awesome. But no longer can you deposit into that fund. Yeah. And then another difference with the 401k is the max contribution for that is actually 19,500. So it's a little higher with uh, with a 401k. Very interesting. Uh, and so with an IRA, that is, like you said, individual retirement account. So you just deposit that on your own. You can use a financial advisor or not use a financial advisor, I guess. But Correct. I would... I would recommend financial advisors for if you're using an IRA and going to plug it in something like the stock market, because if you're trying to manage that, that's a full-time job. So that's where a financial advisor comes into play, correct? Yes. Yeah. Something to just kind of be aware um, of though, with that is the fees that are with people who are going to manage those accounts for you. It really doesn't make a lot of sense to pay an advisor until your account gets to about 15, 20,000. Um, because then otherwise your account's been being, being eaten away by fees and not making enough to pay for the advisors. So, um, I, you know, my firm doesn't necessarily have, uh, minimums, but it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to pay a fee for an amount that's not enough to actually 
overcome that fee, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, when can someone, someone start investing in an IRA? So 18 uh, would be the obviously legal age as far as being an adult, because um, your parents can start an account for you, but then um, they would be the ones in charge of it until you become 18. Um, and then it can be under your name. Awesome. And then, yeah, keep putting in a few grand a year. The kicker with these retirement accounts is ultimately, and really what I would say, I guess for me, the main con is you can't touch it until you're 59 and a half for either. You can't withdraw it. That is correct. So you can, uh, this isn't something I always like for young people to know because it's tempting, but you yeah. Well, that, but you can also, you can access the principal, um, True. but you can't, but not the earnings. So that's the difference there. Right. No. Yep. So you put $5,000 in and it grows to $10,000. You can still take out your original $5,000 tax-free. I yeah. mean, it's not, you didn't make money. You're just taking your right. principal out of it. Um, exactly. Okay. And, but that earnings, you can't touch until you're 59 and a half ultimately. So that is where it can be a con for, for people, you know, it, I'll probably do a pros and cons episode of it for me. Cause I invest in an IRA, but at the same time, I don't like not being able to touch money until I'm 59 and a half. Cause I'm trying to be funny. Me and probably the money vision you crowd here, we're trying to be financially free much earlier than that quote unquote retirement age. I would rather have more money to play with now. And so there's all sorts of different things, but it is definitely a great tax vehicle because you can have that Roth IRA money and not pay taxes when you're super, not pay taxes when you withdraw, when you're super wealthy. And that's a pretty sweet deal for sure. So anytime you can kind of distribute around and take advantage of those laws, so to speak, that's always good. Yeah. Yeah. One thing just to mention, those of you who are thinking, oh, I can have a traditional IRA and a Roth and contribute 6,000 to both. Not an option. You can have a 401k and an IRA, but you can't have a 401k and a Roth 401k. So you can't have two of the same. You can have one of each if that Gotcha. clarify a little. Okay. Okay. Good for people to know. I know I'm sure some people are thinking, mm-hmm, I'm going to do all four. Uh, Work the system. Yeah. yeah. I know one thing that people always would talk to me about with Roth IRAs is just the power of if you start at 18 years old and not even putting that much in, we're just talking a few hundred dollars. What can that, do you have any numbers on what that could maybe realistically grow to just putting it, just starting when you're 18, 19, 20, something like that. And just putting a few hundred dollars in what, where can you get to with a a individual retirement account? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. As far as numbers, I have a couple of, of stats right here because compounding interest um, is very powerful and it's m- extremely motivating to start as young um, as possible because a lot of people think, oh, retirement, that's so far away. Let me just wait till I'm about 40 and then I'll start saving. Uh, but if you do it now and just put a little bit away, like Stu said, um, numbers right here, if you start at 22, and you put $200 in a month um, and then totaling the, the total investment over uh, a period of years being 43,000 with a 7% growth rate 
it would be $543,000, right? But if you wait until age 40 and you'd have to put in $330 a month, which is $130 more, and that means your total investment over that time frame is 71,000 at the same growth rate, 7%, then you'd only have 269,000. So that's a difference of $273,000 just waiting less than 20 years, waiting 18 years. So doing the same thing and actually having to contribute more at age 40. So starting now is, is a huge, um, huge help. Yeah, definitely starting early that compound interest, like you said, well, go ahead and describe that just in case anyone doesn't know exactly what that means. Go ahead and describe that a little bit further. Like, what do you mean when you're saying compound interest? Why does it grow that much more, you know, when you're starting earlier? Yeah. So um, say you put a thousand dollars in, in something real safe, like, like bonds, right. And then over a year and it's at 3% interest, which is pretty low, but for the sake of simplicity, uh, at the end of a year, 12 months, it's made $30, right? So then that next year, you do the same thing. You're like, I'm just going to keep it the same. Now you've got $1,030. Well, at that same 3%, it'll grow that next year even more. And it doesn't sound like a lot because it's very tiny at the beginning, but because of just the effect of compound interest, by the you know 20, 40 years later, your money has literally expounded compounded quite a bit. I don't have necessarily yeah. those numbers, but it's that's the concept if that helps kind of break it down. Yeah. So it's basically compared to I guess people call it simple interest. So if you're making three percent on a thousand dollars, you only make thirty dollars every single year compared to you get three percent on a thousand dollars, then the next year three percent on a thousand thirty dollars and then so et cetera. Yep. It's definitely very powerful. I think Warren Buffett talks about how it's the most powerful powerful thing in investing. And he's got like $90 billion. So yeah, he knows what he's talking about. (laughs) We should probably listen to that guy. We have talked about some, hopefully everyone understands a little bit better about 401k IRA. And I'll just kind of sum it up here. 401k employer plan. Uh, So your employer has to give it to you. And then it is taxed on the back end because um, it's pre-tax dollars. And then IRA you can do it yourself, individual retirement account, but then you are putting already tax dollars in. So when you take that money out, you don't have to worry about taxes. Did I kind of sum it Roth. up? Yeah. Okay. For a Roth IRA. Yep. That would be the case. A traditional Perfect. IRA is the same as the, as the 401k. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, definitely looking at those retirement accounts, I know is, is something that um, people need to do. Are there any other retirement accounts uh, that I know those are two, probably the two biggest or most well-known yeah. types, but are there any other ones we should know about? Yeah. So I would say four or three Bs um, are pretty common, at least with a lot of the people that I work with. Those are what teachers and coaches, uh, besides the TRS system in, in Texas, besides you know a different retirement account that they have with the state, but the 403Bs are also what church workers make, like any nonprofit. Um, that's usually the retirement um, account that they have. So, and those have a lot more um, limitations. And is that, so it's employer plan, you said for like teachers and coaches, it's employer. So it's a form of 
uh, 401k? It's kind of a branch of that? Yeah, it's, it's uh, more used in a supplemental manner. So an annuity would be also what it could be uh, kind of in the vehicle of in okay. retirement once you're able to, um, you know, after you turn 59 and a half, you're able to access those funds. It can be either monthly income that is supplemental, again, to what you kind of already have. Um, or lump sum. Uh, but depending on the tax consequences, you probably wouldn't want to do that. So you just got different distribution options uh, when that time comes. But Okay. So you got four or three Bs to go along and that's, you know, going to be more specific professions to go along with 401ks and IRAs. I think this has been great info for sure. To me, it's crazy that this stuff is not taught in a lot of high schools. So hopefully yeah. people have got a lot of, uh, of value from this episode. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Is there any other advice that you're kind of wanting to share before uh, we get out of here? Time is money. So the sooner you start, the better off you'll be um, with not even a whole lot would, would be wise as well. So just kind of reiterate the importance of starting as soon as you can. Awesome. And how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my number, I don't mind giving, giving that out. Um, but you can, I guess, contact Stu. Is that how? I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put your number okay. in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, call me or, or text me. I also have uh, an email. It's just sam.sloan at 49financial.com. Uh, pretty easy to remember. So yeah, reach Perfect. out. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, yeah, we'll probably have to have you on in the future because there's plenty more things that we got to get answered from these retirement yeah. accounts and got to understand everything. Um, but this is a good basis. So uh, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Stu. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.